What's going on, everybody? Today is Tuesday, October 22nd, and I have to release a statement of regret. You have a retraction? Mm, yeah, more of an apology. Okay. All right, so two episodes ago, uh, my topic was stage names and aliases. And at one point, you asked me if I had an alias or ever wanted to have an alias. I put you on the spot. Put me on the spot a little bit, and I jumped into the story of my alter ego, Murray Black, who comes around <laughs> when I've had too much to drink. <laughs> and I was kind of embarrassed, so I tried to change the subject quickly. And you asked, uh, who are these friends that you don't know that gave me this name? And in an attempt to move on and to change the subject, I said, it doesn't matter or they don't matter or something like that. I went back and listened to it. it sounded kind of like an asshole. So uh, that's on me. I was mostly just embarrassed that a 27, 28 year old me was talking about his drunk alter ego. I mean, I'm just jealous of these friends getting hang out with uh, Murray Black. He, it is nothing to be jealous of. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that sounds pretty good. But that's on me. So I state my regret. Uh, tune in next week when I apologize to my mother for being an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And this will just be an ongoing saga. Well, this is episode 26 of Tell Me What You Know, by the way. <laughs> and some technical difficulties already. Now we're Stay good. on. We're good to go. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of want to meet Murray Black. I feel like I've maybe met Murray Black, but I didn't know I was meeting Murray Black. That could be true. We can probably just move on. Okay. <laughs> well, I've got something. Uh, my mom sent me an email uh-huh. about, because our moms are our only listeners. That's right. Uh, D.B. Cooper, yes. the, uh, the guy who jumped out of the airplane. From a hostage situation. Robbing a bank hostage situation. Uh, her friend, Sean's dad. Sean, if you're out there listening, hello. Yeah. Uh, her dad would go um, take her to downtown Seattle to go shopping. One uh-huh. day he didn't show up, and he was on a plane with uh, with this other guy's son, who was about twenty four at the time. <laughs> and okay, gotcha. Your friends, your mom's friend's father, and your mom's friend's father's friend. Are, are, yeah, I think we're on a plane this. together. My and mom's right, exactly. Your mom's friend's dad didn't show up to go shopping with her. And she and that put her at at gave her alarm. Yes. Like, where is he? Mm-hmm. He's in a hostage situation on an airplane. It was DB Cooper. DB Cooper. Holy shit! Said that he had coordinated the money to be there when they landed, and they wanted four parachutes so that they couldn't booby trap it. Right. So he, I mean, booby trap all four, I guess. Nope, impossible. Nope, not on DB Cooper. Though. He looked at all four and like, which one should we booby trap? <laughs> That's right. Like, He's fooled us. <laughs> Couldn't possibly do all four. Couldn't do all four, but yeah, got away. Nice. Um, and one other thing that kind of came out very recently. This goes back to our stage names and aliases. Oh, again. We have a new stage name. We have a new alias. For what? For Mitt Romney. Oh, really? Did you hear about this? No. Uh, and Newt Gingrich came out and was like, Mitt Romney's the new uh, Carlos Danger. Oh, no. Mitt Romney was controlling a Twitter handle named... Uh, Pierre Delecto. <laughs> okay. What was Pierre Delecto doing? Basically just sticking up for Mitt Romney. <laughs> okay. It's like a Kevin Durant situation. Exactly. It's more, like a burner account. More so Kevin that. Durant than a car. He wasn't sending his uh, no, privates no, out was, like Carlos Danger no. was. But, uh, but Newt Gingrich decided to lay on him. Call him to Carlos Danger. Pierre Delecto. Pierre Delecto. Yeah. I like that name. It's a pretty good name. These are great names, I feel like. Yeah. Murray Black, Ron, uh, Ron Mexico, Carlos Danger, and Pierre Delecto. Pierre Delecto. Fearsome force. Just sticking up for Mitt Romney. That's right. I just, I love, I love the uh, the tweets I've seen. It's like, hey, why don't you go back to school? <laughs> he's not that bad. He's not bad at all. Yeah. Mitt Romney. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, what else you got? Uh, growing a beard. You are growing a beard. We can kind of see it if, our, if you're on our video. Uh, yeah. You can see it coming in. Yeah, we're, we're 
we're recording this episode for the first time. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to try out a new thing. Where, where, uh, the camera adds 10 pounds, so just don't make fun of me. Thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm growing a beard and i am become a vegan. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Michael's being a vegan now in every uh, sense of the word. Other than that, right. I think, uh, should we jump into it? Let's do it. All right. Michael, tell me what you know about stocks. Stocks. Like uh, like the stock market. So stocks you can purchase. Could be. Um, I guess you could purchase stocks not necessarily on the stock market. Yeah. Uh, so you can have just like you can hold stock in a company, but it could be a private company. Sure. Uh, stocks. Um, the only other thing that's coming to mind for me right now is like a stock car. Uh-huh. Like a stock car racing. Like NASCAR. Like NASCAR. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to race its stock. Yeah, that's good. Cole, Cole Trickle. Cole Trickle. Uh, Dick Trickle. Yeah, he could race that car, man. Uh, Bobby. <laughs> stocks. Yeah. Uh, like a, the only other stock that's really coming to mind is like, uh, like a bump stock, like a stock, like a stock of a stock gun. Of a gun. Uh, but other than that, I can't. I can't think of where you're going with this. Well, so. I, I like. Uh, I feel like you know me now, so we're going in several different directions today, and you got two of them. Two of them. Yeah. It, were there three? You had. Uh, I have four. Oh wow. Yeah. So we'll start with the stock market. Super boring. The details about it. How long ago? I mean, actually, it was kind of interesting that, like, in the 1100s, French currency couriers managed agricultural debts for the banks. So it was kind of like the first example of brokerage. Okay. They were trading debts, right? Uh huh. Uh, and then merchants of Venice, they were trading government securities in the 13th century. So super long ago. Yeah. It all kind of really originated to take shape, uh, the, the, like the system that we have today uh, in the 1400s and 1500s in Belgium. Okay. Specifically in Antwerp. It was a, it was a pretty big hub there, I think. Uh, the, so the system was super similar, but it was different because they weren't trading shares in companies, but they were, it was more of government and business affairs and individual debts. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily, you know, I have stock in this company, but right. maybe trading individual debt. But know, trading of individual debt. It was an exchange. It was an exchange. Okay. I is think. that really? Is that how you're meaning of, of it? Um, like it's the stock market is an exchange of buyers and sellers versus uh, like our current like banking system, or, or do you kind of see it kind of all? wrapped together we're gonna go holistically on this one because i honestly don't know enough about it to, to differentiate <laughs> uh yes how's okay. that yes. yeah yeah okay um all the above yeah in 1600 the east india company i'm sure you've heard of that heard before, of them right so this was now kind of interesting because risk was involved right these ships were sailing to the to the east indies because it was a fertile ground of of trading and new riches and resources and yeah. that kind of thing yeah and like Spices. Know, maybe a third of them would never make it back. So if yeah. you want to invest in a fleet, there's a chance you're going to lose out on that. So instead, what they could do is they could invest in you know a number of different fleets, spread it around a Diversify. little bit. Diversify. If you lost one ship to pirates, uh, you got four back. Pretty you know, good. You're still yeah. coming out. You're making a profit. Better than being just in that one ship <clears throat> that got taken by pirates. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Genius. Uh, do you know how many different stock markets, major stock markets there are in the world? 20. Yeah, so there's kind of nailed it. Twenty to twenty-eight. Uh, the I guess the the Nasdaq Nordic exchanges could all be listed as one, but it kind of uh, you know takes over Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Armenia, and Iceland. Okay, but that's the Nasdaq Nordic exchanges. But yeah, there's twenty hmm. major markets, which I thought was pretty interesting. Any idea how much money is traded every day in the stock markets? Trillions. I mean, probably. Like I think you 
probably are trillions. $5.1 trillion based on a 2016 article from Business Insider. Wow. $5.1 trillion daily. Just going back and forth between people. Yeah. How nuts is that? Yeah. Uh, So we'll move on then. You got any questions about stocks? I could certainly follow up on this. Yeah, go for it. Uh, the one thing I find really interesting about money is that we sort of feel um, like it's something. Yeah. But it's really like a technology. Okay. Uh, and 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 the the exchange portion is one element of the technology. It's like it's pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. it allows us to do that. What you're saying, like, how do we get more spices here? Well, why don't you buy into like five of these ships? Yeah. And how do you do that? Like through this exchange. So it it like it it accomplishes such a need. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then can go so haywire when people get like nefarious with it, like when they start conning people and being fraudulent. Yeah, and it goes it goes like totally off the off the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I never really fully understood is like how they figured out which companies they were going to put on which exchanges. I know some have different focuses on different things. So complex. Yeah. Um, but also, I find it it's funny how complex they've made it, and I think I think in some ways I've, I always wondered if they made it really complex on purpose it's certainly complex to me i mean i you know? I, I am stock market illiterate honestly. but it, it's like but. they had to make a whole new lexicon and a whole new yeah. like oh this this is the the mortgage-backed security it's like i don't know what okay and it, <laughs> it just kind of you have to keep up on these very simple but yet they sound complex ideas right. and then when the people boil it down for you it's like oh i, I get it yes um anyways well said very interesting yeah. Well, stocks. Do you own any stock? I do. I don't t- manage it. <laughs> you have a blue chip stock? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, blue chip incorporated. Blue chips. Yeah, penny stocks is my game. Yeah, Anacot Steel. That's right. There That's you go. That's right. <laughs> uh, blue Horseshoe loves Anacot Steel. So I, I'm going to let you have a little choose your own adventure. Do you want to go with the stock car racing next since that's the one you Ooh. nailed or do you want to have uh, oh, a surprise? Like the, do you want to do a uh, maybe sandwich it or the two that you knew on the end and the two surprise in the middle? How I want the surprise this? in the middle like surprise an Oreo, like an Oreo cookie. Okay. The next one we're going to talk about is, uh, you know, chicken, beef, and vegetable stock. Oh, yeah. You forgot about yeah, that one, right? Yeah, yeah, So what's that all about? Do you know anything about that? <sighs> so Taylor Lorio would always, <laughs> <laughs> Taylor would always make stocks. Like he'd always yeah. make like a chicken stock. Okay. And I was always so impressed by it. Uh, I mean, he was like, it took a lot of time. He had to like boil the bones and... You, it, that's basically what it is. You're taking, it's like flavored water, right? Yeah. So flavored water with extra s- like salt and yeah. flavor and, and like, like a, a chicken stock would taste different than a beef stock because it yes. came from a different bone. I mean, <laughs> yes. yeah, it, yeah, obviously, yeah. but I mean, right. uh, but it's the same process I would assume. Yeah. So, I mean, you get it from simmering animal bones or leftover meat that's still like attached to the carcass, fish, seafood, uh, or vegetables in water or wine or water and wine. Okay. Uh, you can throw in some aromatics in there, like uh, celery and onion and and, uh, and carrots. Okay. Uh, that's got a French name that I forgot already. I always have to pronounce some kind of French word. You always, yeah, you're always talking. I about didn't even French. write it down this time because I'm not going to try it. <laughs> uh, and you said, you know, salting it, right? Well, this is where people get really, really uh, stingy on what's the difference between stock and broth. And broth. Okay. Yeah, and the well, answer, like a brine. Yeah, a brine I think is more of a uh, like almost like a marinade, right? So like if you, you yeah. make a brine for a turkey, and, but that's like a salted water. I always thought, yes, right, yes. Anyways, exactly. Uh, but so for stock and broth are similar because they're both like soup type thing, right? Yeah. But I think broth more you can eat it by itself, whereas yeah, stock like, you want to use it for cooking other dishes. Right. That's what I've always thought. You don't eat or consume stock on its own. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, 
Some other differences, stock is made primarily from bones rather than meat and is therefore thicker due to a higher gelatin content. Okay. These are uh, these are more theories, I think, than actual facts because nobody can really de- like determine what the difference between stock and broth is, at least from the uh, highly in-depth Wikipedia article I read. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's one. Number two would be stock is cooked longer, and so therefore it has a more intense flavor. Okay. So it's simmered longer than a broth. It's simmered might be. longer. Yeah. The last. When you say it's simmer, is it like a, just below boil? Do you know? Sure. Okay. Might <laughs> try this. So. Might try it. If, if if I were to cook and a recipe said simmer, I would uh, get online and look up what simmer meant. Don't you always feel like it's a. Uh, like you're, uh, remember Simmer in, in, in uh, Billy Madison when he's like making the potion, he like pulls his shoe out of the, the potion. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just always, it, it seems like almost like a witchcraft thing people are doing with this. Like, oh, just Putting simmering, bones and stuff. simmering some bones. Yeah. And, and I think obviously if you have a little bit of meat left on that bone, then it's going to, it's even better. It's going to taste better. Right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> Last difference that I saw was stock is left unseasoned uh, for use in other recipes. Whereas broth, you might uh, salt it or add other seasonings. That to makes it. sense. You choose which one you like best. You don't want to. You don't want to dictate how much salt is in this thing you'd be making later. I'll add that when right. I get there. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. Sure. Um, so that's vegetable and chicken and beef and, and and seafood stock. Awesome. Would you like to buy stock in my beef stock company? <laughs> uh, next up on no. the on the agenda. I <laughs> know <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Gotta you know what simmer is. He wants to sell. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up we have, uh, stocks and pillory. Any idea what that is? No. So think back to the very olden times in like England. Remember the stocks? Like they'd put, uh, let's say you, you committed a crime and they wanted to publicly humiliate you. They'd they'd throw you in the stocks. Throw you in the stocks. Okay. Stocks and pillory. The stocks is actually, uh, the leg restraint. So you'd be seated on the floor or in a chair and your legs would be straight out in front of you and iron cuffs would go around your legs and you'd be sat in public for everybody to shame you for whatever you've done. Wow. The pillory is the one that has... We should keep that. Yeah. Or bring it back. Yeah. The pillory is the one... I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. Pillory is the one that has the uh, hole for your neck and for your wrists, right? So you're stood up straight. Right. Now, the stocks, you you know, you might be uncomfortable. You're sitting down kind of sucks pillory would be a lot worse because you can't protect yourself from all the crap people are throwing at you oh yeah you can put your hands up to and, yeah like exactly block your face and so what i found out they're, they're throwing rotted food they're throwing dead animals sometimes they're throwing feces at you sometimes if your crime was super super terrible they throw stones and people would die people would kill you yeah, yeah. so you want to be put in the stocks so you could at least block your face a little bit uh you might be asking yourself what are some crimes that you could commit that you might end up in the stocks or pillory any idea? I think it's pretty much any of them. But go ahead and give uh, me. Idea but well, I'm wondering when the when the the threshold would be crossed that oh, you would from stocks to pillory. Uh, that or just when when stocks or pillory would would start? Like yeah. like would stealing something of like would stealing bread or something right. get you into the stocks? Maybe maybe stocks, but de- maybe not pillory. It depended on what the maybe what the warden was feeling that day or who you stole from. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, you don't want to steal from some aristocrat who's connected. So gets you thrown in the pillory for nothing. Right. What I saw before the article cut off behind a paywall was oh. <laughs> that uh, you could be wrongfully you wrongfully accuse someone of a crime in order to claim the reward. So you send the wrong man to the hangman, thrown oh. into the stocks or the pillory. Good. Probably get stoned. Good. Probably get murdered for that. Yeah. Which you maybe deserve. You're trying to kill somebody else for a crime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, men dressing as women and vice versa. You'd end up in really? the stocks and pillory. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 
Seems like some Church of England bullshit. Right. Kind of a, yeah, I guess some rule they had out there. One that I thought was interesting, if you refuse to pay unjust taxes or you are mocking government officials, you might get thrown in the stocks and pillory, but the crowd's going to love you. And they're going to shower you with flowers. you Robin Hood of, style, kind of. Instead of getting hit with rotting food, you get showered with flowers. So you're like, yeah, if it's an unjust tax. So yeah. you're kind of like, you're protesting. Right. Huh. Yeah. I like that. And I'm not paying this tax. Where are you going in the stocks and pillory? Do it. Do it. You hit with a bunch of happens. roses. Hopefully it took the thorns off first. Yeah. So that's the stocks and pillory. Huh. Yeah. No, I, I I like the crime and punishment angle there. Yeah. I think that we could elaborate that on some other episode. There's probably some good good stuff there. I think torture devices. Torture maybe? devices? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. Well, I want to go to the have you ever been to the torture museum in DC? No. Oh yeah. It looks, sounds awesome. Yeah, it's creepy. Maybe we'll take a field we trip. We should there. go in October because I think they do weird stuff. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's go check it out. We got a few days. Yeah. Um and finally, stock you mentioned car. it, stock car racing, NASCAR baby. Um you know it. You love it. <laughs> they race on Sundays, typically Saturdays as well, I believe. Uh, typically an oval track. Do you know what the shortest track on the uh, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series is? Is it in Arizona? It's not in Arizona. Damn. I don't think. Um, I, I forget sure what it is. But it's it, Martinsville Speedway. Okay. It's the shortest track. It's, uh, I don't is have it, it right now. It's like though? 0.5 miles. I believe they're mostly oval shaped. 0.5? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I'm going to look it up right now just to be sure. Only a half mile? That's correct. So, like, if they're going 60 miles an hour, you're doing two miles a minute? Martinsville Speedway, just well, no, the south going, of Martinsville. <laughs> 60 miles an hour, you're doing one mile, yeah. but you're doing two laps a Henry minute. County, Ridgeway, Virginia, just to the south huh. of Martinsville, 0.526 miles in length, the shortest track in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's short. Some of the, uh, like, when they build the walls of a, of a track, yeah. if it's too angled, the drivers will pass out. Just from the G's? Just from the from the G's you get going on. those G's? Yeah. That seems like that. a place that would get you to pass out. Yeah. You know what the longest track is? Uh, Daga? I don't know. Daga, baby. It is? That's right. 2.66 miles. It's Talladega, Talladega. For, our, for our listeners right. who don't know. Talladega. Uh, 2.6 miles? 2.66 miles. It holds the record for the fastest speed in stock car, 228 miles per hour down the back stretch. There you go. I think pulling average laps of like 212 or 213, I believe. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you follow NASCAR at all? No. So you couldn't tell me who's on the who's the, in the lead right now in the no, series. No, I couldn't. Well, I can tell you. Please. Kyle Busch currently sits atop the leaderboard. I mean, that's what I would have followed. Guessed. very, very closely by Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin, and I love NASCAR names. Oh, they're the best names. I mean, they're <laughs> without it. How many juniors can you get on a on a roster? Any juniors? Any Denny's? Any Kyles? <laughs> Lots of Martins. I feel like. Uh huh. Also, they're a lot there's younger than, in I, there. than I realized, yeah. the drivers. They're like 19. Yeah. So. There's a guy that actually, uh, he was a few years younger than me, but at my high school, uh, Austin Dillon, who's one day in Tona. He's a- uh, Wow. Yeah. North, yeah. I mean, North Carolina <laughs> is like the, the birthplace. Yeah. I mean, his his grandfather is Richard Childress, who's Richard Childress Racing and all wow. that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's funny that, that the pilot, like- the drivers dress up in those jumpsuits like they're fighter pilots. Yeah, uh, they've they're like they're all five nine. I'm sure they're all flame retardant and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure, no, I'm sure there's a use for them. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, you saw Tom Cruise and everyone was like, I want to be Tom Cruise. That's right. Uh, and um, they've all got smoking wives, smoking hot wives. Oh yeah. Who who big just, time? I mean, it's it's Talladega Nights. 
That movie was not far off. No, I mean it's really. Not I mean that, they're not as it's they're a, not close to as dumb as those guys are. A, no, of course but, not. But it's a parody, right? But, There's some truth to some of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, and I dig it. I want to shout fun. out to uh, John Stockton. My last stock. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Yeah, John Stockton. Yeah, I couldn't think of anybody else. Jerry Stockhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> Yeah, Stockton, John Stockton. Yeah, Stockton Malone, baby. Yeah, Hornacek. That's right. You're a Hornacek guy. Yeah, big Hornacek guy. Um, best, one of the best shooters of all time. Any stocks that I missed you can think of? I thought like uh, uh, the stock room, what's in stock, but like, I mean, how okay, boring yeah, is yeah, that Yeah, what's crap? in stock? Yeah. 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 Um, Adobe stock images. Stock images. <laughs> yeah, I mean, stock, as I understand, it's equal. Right, so when it gets to the racing, it's stock, so it's just out of the back room okay. and race it. Yeah. Um, but I've always wondered if what, okay, it's stock, but how can they then keep messing with the car to to keep within the rules? Um, I don't know. I think we'll have to find an expert about that one. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my question. Yet. Yeah. Um, That's all I got. Stocks. Interesting. Well, I'm going to move on to a timely topic. Okay. Uh, I just received an email from Adam Silver, personally addressed to me, asking me to buy NBA League Pass. Uh-huh. And Michael, tell me what you know about James Naismith James in the history Naismith. of basketball. Yeah, father of basketball. Uh, James Naismith. That's all I know about him, but I'm going to give you some more. Give, yeah, g- Let me see what I can, what I can see, think up here. Yeah. Is he? Do you want me to ask you questions? Maybe you can go yes or no. After I tell you who James <laughs> Naismith was, he was. Uh, see, basketball has probably been around. I'm going to say it was like early 1900s when he invented the game. Like, like 1930, maybe. Okay. Around there. Okay. Uh, he invented it. Uh, it was a pole with a peach basket on it. You got the peach right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Peach uh, hoop. Peach hoop. Yep. Uh, I, I'm going to guess he's from Indiana. <laughs> he is not. He's not. Has no figured, connection to Indiana. Yeah. I just figured he was some kind of corn fed. Yeah. You know, Larry Bird type well, throwing so, balls in a peach basket. Isn't there a uh, NCAA basketball hall of fame someplace? Is it? Sh- it's in Kansas, isn't it? I don't know where it is. In any case. Yes. Keep, tell me some more about him. Okay. Feel free to ask questions and I'll give you answers. So, uh, is he American? Oh, crap. I hope so. He's Canadian. Yeah, I figured that was going to happen. Uh, yeah, he's from he's from Canada. He was born in 1861. Okay. How crazy is that? Yeah. Canada. Yeah. Uh, so he grew up playing like typical, typical games hockey. like chase, hockey, lacrosse. Chase. Uh, <laughs> tag. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then another one called Duck on a Rock. It's kind of name. an old game. You ever heard of Duck on a Rock? No. Uh, it's like you put a stone on... A rock, and you defend it while people throw stones at it to try to knock it off. Sounds pretty dangerous. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure it was. <laughs> um, throw rocks at each other. Yeah, yeah. So he attended McGill University, mm-hmm. in Montreal. Yes. He played football, lacrosse, rugby, soccer, and gymnastics. When you're that back then, it's like middle school. You know, everyone just played everything. People said Bo Jackson was a good athlete. <laughs> James Naismith in his 175 pound frame, just yeah. a total athlete. Yeah. Uh, so he gets a job as a PE teacher in Springfield, Massachusetts at the YMCA training school. This has been like when YMCAs were 
for starting really. that good old McGill education. Get some, get some a job. I know nothing about McGill. Sorry, I'm sure it's a great school. I'm sure it's phenomenal. Uh, that is in uh, 1891. Mm-hmm. So he's a PE teacher. Okay, he's in Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay, and like the head PE teacher is this guy. Um, what is his name? Wait, how did I not write it down his name? It doesn't. It's the head PE teacher. It's comes this guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he goes, James, <laughs> James, we've got a problem. It's cold out. Wintertime is set in, and we need a, a game that we can give the kids to play like indoors. This first winter they've ever had in Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, James, you're here. You're new. You seem like you could figure this out. Yeah. It gives them two weeks. Uh, gives them two weeks to come up with a game. Gives them some parameters. Like uh, it needs to be a, like a better indoor game uh, than just like with the ones we've had. It okay. needs to keep them athletic, keep them in shape. So, like, get them running around. Okay. It can't be too spread out. Can't take up too much room. Okay. Uh, it can't be too dangerous. We don't want people hurting themselves. And it has to be fair to all players. Generally fair. Meaning mostly, in like, this is the point, he just wanted it to be that, like, the strongest kid in the class wasn't going to just win win out. So, it wasn't just pure strength can't can't win like okay. a football or rugby like the strongest guy, a small strongest kid, kid if he's if he's quick he might have can, an can, advantage can over play. a bigger kid exactly so he can play find an advantage and and play so uh so young james mm-hmm. he's 30 years old now okay goes not away that from, young in the 1890s no, probably no. gonna die soon no he he lives right. for a lot longer good uh usually people when they do good stuff uh they, they can live a lot longer like create basketball right okay uh so he calls the game he comes up with the rules he has uh, 13 rules mm-hmm. that he starts out with. So yeah, he kind of he the way he found inspiration in looking at all the other games basically, and was like, you know, I think something like this might work. Okay. So to your point, he found uh, the orange crates. Oh, orange crates. Okay. Uh, well, what did I say? No, no, peach. peach. Yeah. Excuse me. You're correct. Peach crates. Yes. And uh, and they just use a soccer ball. Okay. And in fact, in reading through these 13 rules, it's the game's a lot more like like soccer uh-huh. uh, in the rules. So uh, the ball the ball may only be thrown in any direction with one or both hands. Okay. The ball may be batted in any direction, but it can't be punched with a fist. Okay. Player cannot run with the ball. The player must throw it from one spot in which he catches it uh, to another person and allow for like if someone's running at speed to stop and mm-hmm. get to the to the point. Uh, the ball must be held in between the hands. It can't be held on the arms or body. It's, yeah, I mean, I guess generally you now, like you, you, you can tuck it now, I guess, but it's not really going to help you. you. Okay. Can't really do anything for you. Um, no shouldering, holding, pushing, striking, or tripping in any way of an opponent. The first infringement of this rule by any person shall count as a foul. The second shall disqualify him until the next goal is made, or if there was evident intent to injure the person for the whole of the game, the, they're out. Uh, so no substitution shall be allowed in this if somebody mm. gets kicked out. So it's almost like a penalty box slash red card. Exactly. And I think that's where he gets it from. Like you get a yellow yeah. and then you get a red and you're out. Right. Um, but also you could just be out of the play until a goal is scored. Correct. But also in here, uh, so he's playing the first teams were nine versus nine in this. It's a yeah. lot of a lot of people yeah. on the on the floor. Um, the guy told him he couldn't take up much space though. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, you know, it's, it, you got to be able to run around. When, when he saw this idea, he was like, James, you have all the space you want. Yeah. Oh, he's like, James, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, James. <laughs> it's going to suck, James. <laughs> uh, a foul is striking at the ball with a fist. Said that earlier. 
If either side makes three consecutive fouls, it shall count as a goal for the opponents. Consecutive means without the opponents in the meantime making a foul. Interesting. Okay. So if you do three before the other team does one, the other team gets a basket. I guess in this sense, I think he's thinking of a basket as more of like a goal in soccer. Right. It has bigger, bigger deal. Oh, they're fewer and further between, in between. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal shall be made when the ball is thrown or batted from the ground into the basket and stays there, providing those defending the goal do not touch or disturb the goal. If the ball rests on the edge and the opponents move the basket, it shall count as a goal. So mm-hmm. that's a little beginnings of goaltending. Sure. Uh, when the ball goes out of bounds, it shall be... I was also going to ask a question. What rule number are we on? <laughs> We're on number nine. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I haven't been counting. It just seems like there's a lot of rules. Yeah, they're kind of longer. But okay. They just kind of elaborate on the, gotcha. the main rule. Gotcha. Uh, okay. this, so he, he comes in. Like he has this. Uh, no, um, keep going. I want to know the rules. No, but I'm giving you a little, okay, little okay. flavor. He, he comes in. Like the class comes in. And, mm-hmm. and supposedly this was like a rowdy class. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of cat pawing around in this class. Do they have like girls in uh, like Cookie Monster pajamas not wanting I'm to do anything? I'm pretty sure this is men <clears throat> only. Oh, okay. Yeah. So nobody was like, okay, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, he like comes in and, and puts the rules up on a, on a white piece of paper, mm-hmm. puts like tacks it up on the wall and says, this is the game we're going to play. Martin Luther. And everyone, he, 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 he journaled about this afterwards. Like the kids were like kind of unenthused. They're like, yeah, this is a stupid game. Uh, but anyway, back to the rules. Uh, when the ball goes out of bounds, it shall be thrown into the field of play by the first p- by the first person touching it. Okay. In case of dispute, the umpire shall throw it straight into the field. So just sort of like jump ball, jump ball. Um, the referee shall be the judge of the ball and decide when it is in play and out of bounds to which side it belongs and shall keep the time. Uh, the time shall be two 15 minute halves with mm-hmm. a five minute uh, intermission. Okay. Halftime. Uh, and the side making the most goals in the time shall be declared the winners. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've had a lot of change since that 1891 game. Yes, I was off by 40 years. 40 years. Mm. But you're not totally wrong in that uh, the first professional basketball league wasn't created in the U.S. until the 1940s. Okay. Uh, but it, it did start in the 1936 Olympics. Right. And uh, James Naismith died. Right after the Olympics, he, yeah. He so he saw it go into the Olympics, um, and then and then passed away. He didn't want. He didn't get any direct financial aid, like or uh, financial benefit from the game. Yeah. He, he wanted it to be basically for everybody. Yeah. And so the proliferation of the YMCA's around the country mm-hmm. made it so that this game could grow a lot faster. Right. So, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but then he, James Naismith, takes a job at the University of Kansas. Lawrence, Kansas. Okay. Where I'm pretty sure they have a Hall of Fame there now. Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I looked it up. Oh, I mean, the College Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, oh, yes. Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri yes. But uh, I believe the university is in Lawrence. Okay. Yes, it is. Yeah. Right, correct. So he is in Lawrence for the, the majority of the latter half of his life. Right. Okay. Uh, he also coaches. There's a fun little fact about him. He coaches the University of Kansas. Still to this day, he's the only coach with a losing record. <laughs> Yeah, how crazy is that? that He's like fifty-five true. and sixty. Yeah, there's not been one other coach that has a losing record no. all time. All time at Kansas. Oh, at Kansas, gotcha. At Kansas, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just at Kansas. Yes. Um, but yeah, that, pretty nuts. Huh. That is interesting. Yeah. I wonder what he thought about. Uh, so he he started this game in 1891. 
Uh, kind of got the first league in the forties. Yeah. And then when Jackie Moon did the first, his team did the first slam dunk in 1976. <laughs> I wonder what Naismith I was thinking his, looking down on the exactly. game. Exactly. I bet his head exploded. <laughs> what was, what was well, so like, so the character? other things that, so the other th- rules that really changed the game uh, were obviously dribbling. Yes. Uh, because, so when they first started playing this game in 1891, there was a separated shoulder. There was, uh, because people were tackling Physical. each other. Yeah. yeah because like, they're they're kind of like leaning on other games that they're playing at the time. Football, so football, rugby, football, rugby like I'm just going to tackle you. So uh, he kind of had to make new rules to kind of combat, uh, like the 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 injuries kind of created the violence that people right. were kind of doing. So yeah, dribbling, uh, and then obviously the three point line was a big con- contribution, but that mm-hmm. that didn't come around until I believe the '60s. I think later than or, that. No, yeah, I think right the '70s, yeah. um, which I think completely changed the game again. Now having the three point line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, NBA is coming back tonight. We that have true. the start of the 2019-2020 season. Who are you rooting for? I honestly am just waiting for college basketball season because oh I'm pretty God. sure that the Charlotte Hornets are going to be dead last in the NBA this year. Yeah, I mean, the Wizards aren't going to be much better. The Suns aren't going to be much better. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll like go to some Wizards games, I'm yeah. sure. Definitely. We're, we're going to go to some Wizards games. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you say what you want. I've always been a bigger college basketball fan. So that's this is what I f- look forward to. Did I bring Same this up? Sport. Did I bring this up as a hill I die on? Yes, I think you did. I did. You did. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. You can like what you like. I'm going right. to like what I like. All right. Uh, are you going to watch any of Zion? I know he's, uh, he's out, he's, for, eight he's eight out for eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and course, that really is going to be, that's really going to be more like 12 weeks. Yeah. I'll watch, I mean, that's like my normal NBA viewing though. It's like I'll watch uh, big players in big games mm-hmm. and then I'll watch the playoffs typically. Mm-hmm. And I'll watch every single game on Christmas day because it gets it's me fun. away. Yeah. yeah. I can be by myself. Yeah. And watch the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Ah, but 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 really. But actually, yeah. Actually, uh, yeah, no. Christmas Christmas Day games are amazing. I actually like Christmas Day basketball more than I like Thanksgiving Day football. Christmas Day basketball is great because it's really good. Uh, you, I don't know. It's just like you're not going anywhere. I don't know. It's just it's it's do you, great. Do you know how many times the Spurs have made Little Michael and Christmas just a sad, sad boy? <laughs> they always play the Suns or something. Robert Ory, man. Oh, I yeah. think Robert Ory has like two game winners on Christmas against the Suns. Oh wow. I mean, Robert Ory has a ton of game winners yeah, anyways, right. but a lot of them are against the Suns. Mr. Clutch. Yeah, just killer. Um, do the Wizards play tonight? Uh, no, they, they play tomorrow night. It's okay. Dallas, I think, is the opener. In Dallas? In Dallas. They have a, a like a four-game road trip, yeah. and then they play here next week, next Tuesday. I think they play the Rockets. Sweet. So, yeah. Cool. It'll be a good game. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will probably follow along a little bit more this year, just because I'll sure we'll end up going to some Wizards games. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting because of all like all the different players that are out. Like it's not the obvious finals. I, I don't think Yeah, no, the well, and I I think I said this to you maybe last week or something. You don't have to watch a single minute of basketball for NBA to be the most entertaining thing on TV. I like the way you'd put it's that. It's a soap opera. It's a soap opera, yeah. I can be fully entertained by the NBA and not ever turn on a game. I I think I remember hearing uh like Major League Baseball players mad at the NBA, not mad at the NBA, but like mad at the situation that yeah. more people are following off-season basketball trades and information than they are like October baseball. Yeah, September baseball. I mean, kind of, kind of crazy. It's a great, it's a great television show. It's a drama. Yeah, it was like, oh, this guy throws shade at this guy. 
Have you ever heard Damien China rap? does something? No. Man, that guy's good. Yeah? Yeah, he's got a really, like, really good songs. All right. I'll give it a Check out Damien yeah. Lillard. He's, a, he's one of my favorite players. Yeah, he's really good too. Yeah. I think he's like, I remember hearing uh, Kevin Durant's really jealous of him because Kevin Durant really wanted a rap career. <laughs> and uh, is like, damn it. And, but he's like, Damien's really good. Uh, so now I know who's on uh, Damien Lillard's tweets going, man, this guy ain't that good yeah, at exactly. rapping. Yeah, exactly. It's actually just the Durant burner. Yeah. Awesome. Exactly. Him and Pierre Delecto. <laughs> Pierre Delecto, Pierre Delecto <laughs> hates him. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, is that it? I think that's it. Wonderful. Yeah. Excellent topic. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening once again. Uh, like we said, this episode 26. It'll be out this Friday. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We will see you all next time. Ba <laughs> <laughs>